All right, hello, idiots on parade. The two ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. Uh, that's Jake Vevra, New York-based stand-up comedian. I am Nathan Timmel, Iowa City-based stand-up comedian. We are recording the morning of Friday, September twentieth. So, if something exciting happens on September twenty-first. That's why we didn't talk about it. We recorded before it happened. Always like to give you the heads up on that. Yep, yep. All right. Um, I, I sent you a few news articles, but uh, not some of the bigger things. Do you want to talk about, um, I don't know, maybe Justin Trudeau, what he's going through as we speak? Uh, he's a big kerfuffle in the news. Or the uh, whistleblower in uh, our own government, things that I didn't send you. What uh, Do you have any interesting news stories? I, honestly, I was busy yesterday. I haven't been following a lot of the, the whistleblower news, man. Is it, is it, are they talking about Snowden again? No. So... Here is what is known. Um, President Trump was on the phone with a foreign dignitary. Uh, They're thinking it deals with the Ukrainian president, but that is unconfirmed. And apparently he said something so egregious, um, it got reported. And the whistleblower reported it to, and this is where I get sketchy because I don't have it memorized, um, whoever's in charge of government uh, security some, uh, not an attorney general's, that's that's a state thing. But either way, whoever he reported it to said, okay, this is important, we need to write it up. And then it got sealed. So what is happening right now is there is this sealed document that Congress wants to see, or at least the Democrats in Congress want to see. And then the Republicans are saying, oh, it's another big Democratic nothing. And... Well, if it was nothing, you would show what the fuck it was. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Is Sure, the Democrats have been known for being chicken little lately, saying everything is something. However, if it is nothing, just say, yeah, here's what he said, or the whistleblower is just a partisan hack trying to get Trump in trouble. Who knows? But if it is nothing, show us and let us determine. Yeah, well, I the thing is... is it's definitely shady that they don't want you to see it. However, I I find it kind of hard to believe that he's saying something that's so bad, like what, like he's in cahoots with Ukraine. Basically, is kind of the way this is leaning. Well, if it is Ukraine, that doesn't see. My first thought went to business because they've been at odds with Russia for a while. So is he is he in bed with Russia or Ukraine? You know. Well, my my first thought went to business dealings. Like, oh, hey, you're the new president. Uh, uh, yeah. What about a Trump Tower? I have no idea, but that's just where my brain went first, was business, was was the Trump industry. It wasn't, um, hey, uh, do you want to buy some military stuff that's off the market or here? You know, Remember when um, Trump gave Russian agents uh, visiting Washington... If you buy 60,000 pounds of my steaks... I will uh, let you spend a weekend on my friend Jeff Jeffrey's Island. No cameras. <laughs> well, I mean, he did. He give he gave uh, top secret Israeli documents or information to Russian agents in the White House. That was like his first year. I don't think it's that. I don't know, but just my first thought goes to he wants something for himself because most of what he does involves yeah. him. So. To yeah, me, no, I, 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 th- I think you're right. If I had to guess, it's probably shady business shit, and and that that's where I, I, had, I've said for a long time, like I don't think they're gonna get him with 
like collusion with Russia, I think they're going to get him with shady business stuff. They need to fucking hammer those tax returns, figure out what the hell is on there. I mean, I think if, if there's going to be any kind of like huge, massive conflicts of interest, it's going to come from his financial dealings. I agree with you, but to me, if it is something that involves his business dealings, I would say, it's, I'm not saying the Democrats are making a, a mountain out of a molehill. It's shitty, it's bad, it's illegal. But I would say stop screaming impeachment every five minutes and just focus on winning 2020. Now, if it is a, if it is something truly horrible, uh, such as, hey, Putin, um, we know you took over Crimea. Do you want any more land? I'm going to work with the Ukrainian president. Who knows? If it's something that's truly serious, then, you know. Sure. When, but I do, I do think that the scream for impeachment comes every step of the way. It's, oh, something happened. Impeachment. Ooh, something happened. Impeachment. At this point, just fucking focus on the election. It sucks because now you are literally the, the boy that cried wolf. And, and sure, many of the things he did, he probably could and should be impeached over. But it's just not going to happen with Republicans in control of the Senate. So... Now, now just it, they need screaming. to. If they want to impeach him, they got to pick one thing and stick to it. Because it, at this point, they, they're. I feel like they're just screaming impeachment louder than they're screaming about what he should be impeached for. And that, to me, is um, it's 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 counterproductive, especially this this close to to the election. Because a, you're probably not going to get it, and and b, um, you you have to have sort of at the forefront for why he shouldn't be president you should have the the reasons more more than like this is how much i don't like this guy look how loud i am about this that that's what i feel like's going on here is it's it's a lot of squawking and and showboating yeah i agree with you and I, I I watch or I listen to the podcast i don't watch uh, i have hbo but i listen to the uh, bill maher real time podcast and um this this past week, I would love to know where some of these guests live, where they make their home, because they had one person on who was screaming the only way to defeat Trump is to be an extreme liberal, um, despite overwhelming evidence across America that moderates won in 2018. Sure, you've said that that AOC will win in New York no matter what. She's like the um, uh, Roy Moore of New York. I get that. And I think some of these people live in places like New York where they think, just be more liberal, be more liberal. Across America, impeach Trump does not play. Be more liberal does not play. Be fiscally responsible and don't be a complete fuck-up asshole. That plays. But these other two things, screaming impeachment... Well, you can be more liberal when it comes to certain shit, like certain issues. Healthcare, I, I think, would do very well, you know, if if, if you went pretty hard left on that. Um, uh, you, you know, uh, e- economic stuff, safety net things for places with failing economies. I mean, a, a lot of that shit plays really well, but if, if your version of be more liberal is scream impeachment as loud as you can, and that's how far left you are, That's just, it's not true, it's misguided. Well, I think when I say more liberal, I I think I what I personally mean is when I hear free college tuition for all. Uh, we're going to scrap all private health care and it will just be government mandated. That's why I think a moderate approach of expand Obamacare. Anybody that wants to join in on single payer can. But if you like your uh, health insurance, you'll keep that kind of like the the duality of UPS and the post office, you know, where you get both. 
You, I think anybody yeah, screaming if, for if you're going to make free healthcare, like you have to find a way to to let people keep their own shit, man. I mean, that's it's 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 people are not going to get on board with that if, if if you try to make it to where they can't have it. Right, and when I come to tuition, I think you and I have talked about this. I think a reasonable approach is all right, we are going to cap all student loans at 1% interest. You have to pay it back, but we are not going to allow the banks to profit off you and bankrupt you and pay it off until you're you know, drawing Social Security and all the legitimate horror stories or we let's, have heard. Let's make college cheaper. That's, that's right. a huge one. Like, let's try to, like, why do I have to buy this teacher's book that they wrote, you know, about calculus for $475 for this course? I'm already paying out the fucking ass for that god damn it that is such a good point because all we hear is let's make college cheaper let's make college cheaper let's focus on the fucking textbooks the things that really bankrupt people they're like new cars you drive it off the lot it loses 90 percent of its value well you get a student textbook you you buy a textbook at the bookstore it's several hundred dollars and then you sell it back at the end of the year for twenty dollars and then they resell it for two hundred dollars and the year after that the next edition is out and the next and the one you read is worthless and the next edition has maybe three different words or a new chapter or a new introduction or paragraph something silly like that textbooks fucking destroy students in fact, I'm going to run for president right now. My platform is going to be, I will create an app that will let you download every single college textbook for free. I have people scanning all the pages and uploading it to the thing. And so if you vote for me, the app goes live and you'll never have to pay for a single textbook again. And I, I, I will get all the college votes. I think... If I remember correctly, Howard Stern said he was going to run for governor. It was a joke. He didn't mean it. But he said if he were to run for governor of New York, it would be on the platform of construction at night only. That's it. That would be his platform. I was like, yeah, you do something simple that everybody can get behind. It doesn't matter your political persuasion. Uh, Oh, yeah, dude. I I mean, it sounds kind of ridiculous, but like... You know how everybody hates de Blasio, and especially in New York, right? Well, let's talk about when that. He hear- just dropped out of the race finally. He finally realized that his continual polling at 1% is not enough to get him elected president, which is hilarious. No. Like you said, nobody in New York even likes their mayor, and he says, I'm going to bring this to the country. And he's dropped that. That's today's news that, again, I didn't send you because it happened so quickly. But this morning, Bill de Blasio dropped out of the presidential race. I apologize for interrupting you. Continue down well, your path. No, people here it's it like we were saying before it's a super blue place but they hate him for completely non-political reasons like it doesn't have anything to do with oh you're not hard enough on trump or you're too soft on trump or uh, you, you know any of the uh, immigration health care like it's all fuck that guy i've been late to work twice this week because he fucked up the subway. You know what I mean? Like, the subway's a bit worse since he took over, and so I, I hate him, and I do not want him to be president. You know? It, it's just... So, like, the streets are dirtier. Just shit like that. It's it's all non-political reasons that people hate this guy here. For That's the most part. Fun. Well, he did... I don't know about the streets being dirtier, the, the broken windows policing that Giuliani implemented that got carried through quietly even after he left, but... Um, we may have talked about this years ago, and I am not taking a stance. Uh, so any listener that thinks because words are coming out of my mouth means I believe in it. I am just saying that I read a researched news article. I can't remember what it was in, maybe The Atlantic, that talked about stop and frisk. And they said it worked. Like, 
okay, yes, you had uh, discrimination because they were stopping more black people or people of color, brown people, and or harassing them like, oh, you're in your own neighborhood, fuck it, I'm just stopping you and frisking you without cause. However, they did find weapons and drugs and gangbanger things, and drugs should be legalized depending on what the drug it is, but it did reduce crime because... Some people, you know, would have a weapon for self-defense, but others had a weapon because this guy was sleeping with their girl and they were pissed off and they were going to do something about it. Again, I'm not defending stop and frisk. I'm just saying that there there are benefits and negatives to everything, to everything. Nothing is ever cut and dried black and white. Everything is complex. And that's one of those complex issues is stop and frisk, possibly, probably racist in the way it was implemented, but also, what, and forget forget about even being racist. Let's say let's say that um, you you did it completely down the middle, or you know, however you want to divide it. It wasn't a racial thing. I do think that there is something wrong with the government being able to just come over to you at any time they want. Let's let's see what's in your pockets. Like that's that's Soviet Russia shit. You know what I mean? No, I hear you. Like I said, I'm I'm not arguing for it. I'm just saying it did have. Its benefits, as negative as a policy as it was, you could point to pros for it. Right, yeah. I mean, there is, yeah. You're going to to find shit like that, and that's good. Um, There's there's other things he's done, I mean, to basically, uh, he's, he's cranked up. The, the the rules of engagement for the cops so much that they just don't want to engage in anybody. I don't know if you saw the those videos going viral of the cops getting water dumped on them, yeah. you know, and not I mean, doing anything. And, like, I, I've seen kids just yell at cops walking by them, you know what I mean? Like, fuck the police! Just shit like that. And I'm like, dude, if I would have done that to cops back home when, when I was your age, like, they would have beat the shit out of it. I've seen them beat the shit out of drunk people for this downtown. You know, like, they'll fucking just go up Billy Club. They don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, you're under arrest. You, you yelled at a cop. That's a threat. And, you know, so I'm I'm fucking, I'm macing you. I'm handcuffing you. I, you know, the, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily right either. What I'm saying is, like, at the point where they're getting giant buckets of water dumped on them by assholes that they're walking by and they're too uh, I, I don't want to get in trouble with the mayor he's going to give a little another little talk about how scared his black son is to go to school and then I'm going to get fired and you, you know like you don't want them that sort of tied down so to speak because then they're not going to want to do their jobs anymore they're not going to want to intervene as much they're not going to want to you know um there was there was uh, reports i think it was like a couple weeks later of cops not getting out of the car when some lady was like screaming uptown or something like that you, you know what i mean for like help or whatever because they're well no i don't want to look until it's really bad i don't want to have that cell phone come out and see me uh, handcuffing somebody. God forbid he has more pigment than me. That means I'm in the wrong, and so I'm not going to, you know. And so you 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 want to find that that kind of medium to where, like, yeah, you, you obviously want cops being held accountable for what they do when they fuck up. That being said, you don't want them so scared to react that they're not going to do their jobs. And he's sort of pushing them. He's going the other extreme with that. In my opinion. No, I could not agree with you more. When I did see those videos you mentioned, I just, I'm like, really, I had the exact same thought you just described, which is, one, who's going to want to become a cop? I mean, I I know that 
people that are anti-cop immediately go, oh, the school bully or the people that are dicks become cops. No, legitimately good people become cops. And who's going to want to become a cop if that's the way they are being treated, if that's the breakdown of order? And I agree with you. Um, cops should be held accountable for uh, their misdeeds when they do them. But one thing you struck me that you said, you, you, you mentioned rules of engagement, which automatically snaps to a military term. It's a military term. Makes me think of uh, Somalia reading the book Black Hawk Down and the rules of engagement there, which is, oh, we're being shot at. Yeah, but we don't know if it's that guy or that guy, so we can't engage until we see the gun. Or, you know, for a while, the military was so handcuffed that they could do fucking nothing. Did you experience that when you were in uh, in country? Well, no, man. Um, we... I, for one thing, I never shot at anybody that wasn't shooting at me. You know, like I'm not, I'm not fucking sick. <laughs> but um, no, you can't always figure out where you're being shot at from. But I mean, the thing is, is I'm not going to shoot back until I figure out where it's coming from, because a, I don't want to kill anyone that's not shooting at me, and b, it's a fucking waste of ammo. If you're shooting at somebody who don't know where you're being shot at from. All you're doing is burning through ammunition. You're going to confuse the other gunners. You're going to because there was this happened once. We got in a, a firefight in a town, and when I say town, it's not a town like here. These are colots, which are basically giant forts that are made out of like stone and and in uh, mud, basically like like clay, you know. But they're like 30, 40 foot high, and like our fifty cal bullets won't even go through them. Like they're they're giant forts that people live in in the, the in the rural areas, you know, and so. You can take comfort in knowing that, for the most part, these fifty cal bullets are not going through buildings, and and you know it's it's not like you're just shooting through brick or, or you know cinder block or whatever. Like it's 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 pretty um, it's pretty solid. You're not going to shoot through somebody's house. That being said, there's still people out. Um, it might be a weak spot in the wall. You you don't know. Um, so, you know, you don't want to just shoot anywhere, but like there was one time we got in this firefight in, in, in this town and you don't really know where shit's coming from a lot of times, especially if it's in a town cause we're, we're kind of spread out. Um, what happens is there's echoes from the, because gunshots are very loud. Um, and sound waves, they, they're, they're like that. They're invisible waves. And so they bounce off of things. That's, um, why, when people had the conspiracy theories about the Las Vegas shooter saying, oh, well, there was reports hearing sound over here. And it's like, yeah, it's because there's a whole bunch of automatic weapon fire in, in a city and it's bouncing off of buildings. And so that's that's what you're hearing. Um, because I've, I've experienced that. I've had automatic weapon fire shot at me in a town and it sounds like it's coming from everywhere at first, but then you kind of pinpoint it, right? Um, but here's the thing. It's RLT was kind of pissed off because a lot of the gunners weren't firing for a while. And that they were saying, we didn't know where it was coming from. And he's saying, well, if you see somebody shooting, just shoot. And we basically, you know, we kind of nodded. We, we took, I, I took the guys in my team and, and our, our whole squad, I think, took a side. We were like, listen, I know what he just said. That being said, don't listen to it. Because if you don't have a target, if you can't at least see some kind of muzzle flash, the dirt where it's coming from, uh, don't start, or if, if you can tell where another gunner's shooting, yeah, put fire on that spot because he sees the guy. So that's when you do it. But that's another reason outside of, Hey man, you don't want to shoot civilians. You, I'm not saying that's a small thing. You don't, but you're going to confuse the other gunners. 
if a gunner sees you shooting at a guy that's not the right guy, now he's going to start shooting at the wrong guy, potentially. And and you're going to get let, fire let, going let in the wrong Let me interrupt you for areas. a half a second. The first thing I thought of right now when you said that was the movie Predator, where... Um, oh, it's been too long, man. Well, there's that one scene where they first shoot at the thing. Remember, they level that whole section of jungle. Um the, the the girl is going to escape and someone runs her down and I think it's actually Shane Black that gets run uh, that runs her down and then the predator steals him uh, I think Bill Duke catches him for a second catches a glimpse of him starts shooting then Jesse comes in with the big uh, the Gatling gun but they all just they all hold on a second sorry hey hey the, the cat has figured out uh, the television's off but the cat loves the television and uh, the kitten. And I'm just worried it's going to put out its claws and claw the TV. Like, I was watching football last night, and the cat was pawing at the football, like whatever the players were doing. So it's it's up in the thing. And occasionally hear me snap. I'm trying to get it to stop pawing at the goddamn TV. Anyway, so that's when you talk about uh, confusing the other shooters. The first thing I thought of was Predator, where everyone is lined up just shooting in a direction. And the last thing is uh, it takes the finger off the Gatling gun because, or, because it's, it's just running, you know, with the... the the um, it's empty, but it's just spinning, and then he finally takes his finger off, and they're all like, "Okay, what did we get?" But they all just lined up and shot in the same direction because one guy was right. Exactly, you'll you'll have people shooting at the wrong shit. So it's like I, it's been a while since I've seen Black Hawk Down. That being said, it's uh, I've I've been shot at before where we didn't know where he's coming from, and yeah, sometimes you need to take a minute and figure out where the well, not a whole minute, but you know what I'm saying. Just take a moment. Figure out where you're getting shot from. Find cover, first of all. That's the kids out there listening who are going to go get shot at today. Find cover. Um, figure out where you're getting shot at from. And then return fire and maneuver from there. I mean, that's that's just what you have to do. Otherwise, you're going to, you know, you, you don't want to shoot some fucking poor kid because you were shooting in the wrong direction. Or not wrong direction, but, you, you know, wrong area. And, um... You know you're gonna you're gonna just waste ammo shooting at a guy who's not shooting at you, and the guy who is shooting at you is gonna keep shooting at you, and you're not gonna hit him. Wise words from a soldier. I I, I talk about Black Hawk Down since I mentioned it. As they they talk about rules of engagement in that uh, book and film, and I could be getting this wrong because it's been so long since I've read the book. Um, I do remember it's one of those films where I read the book. Wait a few years, see the movie, go, holy shit, what a great movie, I love it, I gotta read the book again, then you read the book and you go, wait a second, this book is so much better than the movie. Uh, Now it's sort of leveled off. I could be getting this wrong, but I do remember there's a scene in the book and the movie where they are are surrounded and they are, uh, they're hunkered down for the night, and they're calling in airstrikes, little... uh, mini choppers with with uh, guns on the side that uh, just light the place up and in the book i believe i could be wrong they tell the guys that are uh, bunkered together say turn on your strobes your infrared strobes um so we see you and know not to shoot you and when i read that i'm like that makes sense so those things are flashing. Do not shoot there because we those used are to have those on our on our helmets. It was a little thing where it would it, you could turn it on like a light, but it would also just be you could have uh, infrared strobes and 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 we'd see them all the time. Um, that way we could see our own guys walking around and stuff like that. Okay, good because I remember seeing the movie then and going, okay, this is cinematic bullshit. This doesn't make sense. 
in the movie, what they do is they're radioing back and forth. Where are you guys? We're in the building. Well, who do we shoot? We can't see anything. And he said, okay, I'll throw a strobe onto the roof. And so I think the Josh Hartnett character runs out, he's under fire, and he throws something up by the Somalis, but it doesn't take, and he has to do it again, or he has to... It's this big heroic run-through fire... Well, but keep in mind, this is a... I think that happened in the 90s, right? Yes. Early 90s. Now, I I was not in back then. I I joined in 2005. So, I mean, that's... That's a while afterward. I mean, the military's come a long way in terms of our, our tactics and things like that since then. Well, it now still we doesn't make sense to say, hey, you've got this strobe on your head. Instead of me just not shooting at the strobe, you run out. Oh, it and- blinks. Yeah, it fucking blinks. It, like, blinks yeah. like a... Uh- and that's what they said, is you 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 take this strobe and throw it at the enemy so then I know where to shoot because I'll shoot at the strobe. And I'm watching that in the film going, that's not what I remember being in the book, and it makes more sense to just leave it on you so they don't shoot the strobe. So here yeah, you, you put say, it on your helmet. What's that? Yeah, we just had them on our helmets. Yeah, just and I think that's probably what they had in the in the book is that you you just turn your strobe on and the the pilots know okay those are friendlies everyone else is an enemy so the idea that they took a strobe and threw it where the enemy was and then lit up the enemy and plus it didn't make sense because the guys the the good guys were in a building and the bad guys were all shooting at that building you you'd think it would make more sense like okay you know we know that the bad guys are on the roof shooting down they're the ones doing the surrounding as opposed to the guys yeah, just strobe yeah. yourself in case more more come on. Yeah, exactly. So that made no but sense. But no, yours. We even have um, things on the on the side of the the, the rifles and, and crew serves and stuff that have um, like an a, an infrared beam. Think like like a big like laser beam, but right. infrared. That way you can point and you can point. Like let's say I see the guy. But somebody else, like you, can see where the where the people in your in your platoon, in your squad, whatever, where they're literally where they're pointing, because the strobe goes all the way there and it'll point at it. Does that make sense? Well, Hollywood, dude, you want to hear something even crazier? So one time uh, we, we're in this firefight and apparently it's, it's at night, but uh, so the the guy apparently the the guys. Some of them ran off, you know, and, and they, they got, and I, I think they were in a truck or something, but they, they drove away, and this is in in a small, like, rural town with the, the bunch of just kind of spread out colots, so think like alleyways, basically, with just big walls and shit on every side, and they're, they're, they're kind of windy, sort of weird. Well, we had, we had a bird out, you know, um, there was, there was a, uh, I, I believe it was a Black Hawk. And he was saying that he was following the guys, and he was showing us with his strobe which way to turn. Now we had the nods on a night vision, and so we're just we're we're driving, and um, we come to a fork in the road, and we would just see a, a giant strobe beam appear out of the sky as if coming from nowhere because we couldn't even see the helicopter, and it would just like blink a few times on the way to turn. It looked like I, I, like a cheesy UFO, you know the, the the UFO movies where the spaceships are attacking with green laser. It looked like just a green laser beam coming from space, telling us which way to turn. It was awesome. That's great. That's yeah, and great. then he fucking um, uh, we got to a colot and you know, he told us that's the one it was at, and flashed it on it, and you know, we um, 
we 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 got them. <laughs> we went in, and uh, once we surrounded the place, they didn't really feel like fighting anymore. So we just see it. As a comedian, uh, I have no cool stories like that. I only have secondhand stories that were told to me. Uh, I was in doing comedy in a base in Iraq somewhere, and uh, half the base was gone. So he, uh, the the commanding officer was like not apologetic, but amusingly apologetic. Was like, "Sorry, couldn't be there for sorry, sorry, half the base is gone, guys." But uh, yeah, they're doing yeah. a cleanup. What's that? Right. They're, so, they're what now? They're doing a cleanup. Oh. What happened was. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember the full story, but the, the short version is what you said. Basically, uh, some bad guys were doing some... They, they saw uh, like a couple Jeeps or something American. They're like, ooh, let's get those guys. But what they didn't realize is that a, a Blackhawk or an Apache was above watching them. They, they were sort of doing a bait thing. And uh, the, when, the Black, when the helicopter saw uh, people moving in on the, uh, the Jeeps, they're like, all right, light them up. And they just... You know, destroyed everything. Just, just took oh, them all nice, out. Nice. And then the then the rest of the guys went out to to do cleanup and count uh, insurgents and take a take a toll of what happened. That's awesome. Yeah, but it's funny, like you said, when they don't know when they're being followed, when there's something in the sky. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, yeah, because it was all it was all infrared. It was um, that's that's why we honestly um, more times than not we would get hit like right at dusk and at dawn reason is is because um you know we have really good optics during the day in terms of you, you know just um binos and things like that and we, we had a giant blimp above our even though it was just a small company size fob there was a giant blimp that had cameras and shit and could see all kinds of things and you know we for the most part would be in, in radio communication with the company and uh you know, plus we, we we had great binos, we had great optics on all the, all the weapons, everything. So during the day, we were pretty good. At night, we had a huge advantage because because of the infrareds, the thermals, all of that stuff, you know. And uh, so we, we we had great night vision. Um, but there's a weird little time where it's just sort of kind of getting dark, where you can't really see great out of the optics because it's zooming in, but it's zooming in on sort of darkness, you know? Um, and then the the night vision still doesn't want to work yet because it's still it's still light enough that it, it, it doesn't doesn't really work. Night vision doesn't do any it just it's just fucking glows green or you know whatever color you set it to or you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's a little more white, but usually it's like green and black color. But it'll just kind of grow. It'll, it'll just kind of glow like a whitish green. You can't really see anything. So they would hit us usually uh, right around that time um, when it's it's just kind of getting dark when the sun's really just kind of halfway down. You know. Well, it's funny you talk about having great optics and you talk about uh, the blimp you had. I I know for a fact we have talked about this, and I know for a fact I've told this story to you, but new listeners uh, will have never heard it. Uh, old listeners might appreciate it. Uh, in Afghanistan, uh, Kandahar, I got taken up into, I don't know what it's called, mission control, like the, the, the nerve center where all the information is fed yeah. while on a tour. And uh, they're laughing and telling me all the cameras they have pointed everywhere and how far they can see and how they know you know what's going on in the perimeter. And that's where, again, we've talked about this. That's where they pulled up uh, the old footage of uh, 
couple farmers uh, fucking a donkey, I think it was, or a sheep or both. But like, oh, yeah, they, they don't know we're watching. And here, just click. They click a button and suddenly I'm watching two, two Afghani farmers fucking an animal. I'm like, all right. Well, there's if you'd asked me as a kid, uh, do you think you'll ever see two uh, guys fucking a donkey or something? I'd say no. But that's what happened when I got older. I got to see it because <laughs> they're just spite. Like they thought they were in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere. But <laughs> our cameras got them. <laughs> uh-huh yep and uh worst of all jesus could see him too man and uh he was none too pleased <laughs> well um moving on let's talk about justin trudeau a little bit he's been in the news all week um got caught in brown face they because i guess he was doing hey uh, here's an interesting question sure. uh in 2019 if you're a, if you're like a left-leaning politician like that the super left-leaning do you think it would be worse to get caught in blackface or fucking a donkey in the hills of afghanistan which which do you think would be worse for your career at this point oh i think blackface is worse for your career because the donkey thing I'm, I'm sure there are animal rights activists that uh, obviously would be upset yeah, with it. Yeah, it's true because that's technically rape because the thing can't consent, right? That, right? That's what our Satanist friend was saying on the show. Didn't he say that's why I couldn't become a Satanist and fuck an animal too? I think so because it can't give consent. Yeah, that's that's exactly yes. what he said. That's why not even the devil is cool with you kids out there who think, oh, I'm, I'm going to just join the Church of Satan so I can fuck goats. Nope, the devil's watching too, and he's none too pleased with what you're up to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I like but how you I think, piece that together. Well, yeah, I think I think there's, I mean, I I don't know, but like, what if, what if though, what if it seemed like the goat was like really into it, you know what I mean? Like, there's videos of the whole thing. It's not like one of those cell phone videos after a fight or, or, or arrest is already like halfway mid I mean, there's a video of you going over to the thing's cage, and it sees you, its tail starts wagging, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get fucked again, you know what I mean? And it's and it's just bending over, it's getting into position, it's, it's, it's kind of galloping, it's excited, you know what I mean? Like, clearly, I mean, I know that that's technically not considered, consi- I, I mean, it should still be illegal, I know this, I'm not condoning this. Again, listeners, this would be. I hope that this is the clip that gets me fired from Saturday Night Live someday. I hope that this is the one that does it. But yeah, if you guys take any of this clip out of context, it sounds really fucking bad. But let's say the sheep clearly tends to be like really into it. Um, do you think? I I think I would rather get caught doing that than blackface at this point. Well, I'm I'm, I'm gonna argue. Uh, now, if the sheep's running away, I don't want to get caught doing that. Not not at all. Well, I'm going to argue counter to, like, okay, so you do say that the clip begins with you approaching the sheep so that it can't be like the halfway point or those clips that start too late or end too early. I hear that. The argument that will be made is that sheep is in a victim mind mentality. You are Harvey Weinstein, and you conditioned that sheep. We didn't know what you did to that sheep for the entire year leading up to that interaction. Uh, where it yeah, feels. like it doesn't get treats unless it acts excited. Yeah, I, I trained it to, to act excited to get a treat, uh, not to get dick. I just kind of did both, that for the video. Dick. It could be Pavlovian. You, you give it a treat, uh-huh. you give it dick, but they want to know what you did to get that sheep to that point. They're going to call you an abuser no matter what. That's true. If you can make a like like a lion ride a bicycle in a circus or whatever, you could probably get a goat to act like it was into humans. Uh, I mean, I mean that's not you know. <laughs> I'd imagine you use the same kind of treats, same kind of tactics, cattle Some, prods, whatever you're gonna do. 
Something involving training and treats. Positive reinforcement. Always positive reinforcement. Mm, that's true. But um, I, hear you. I do think blackface would be worse for a politician than bestiality. Yeah. Yeah. At this at this point. Um, it's close. I wouldn't want to get caught doing either one. But if given the opportunity, I think it would be worse. Unless you do blackface in, uh, if you're a politician in Virginia. Because remember the governor of Virginia? They were like, oh, we got to fire this guy. He was in blackface. And then like the next five guys in line were like, yeah, we were all in blackface. Every <laughs> every politician in Virginia was in blackface. So I guess that's my that's my advice to Justin Trudeau is if, if you don't get reelected, just go to Virginia and run. They're going to be like, we're not thrilled about the fact that you were in blackface but all of our politicians were in blackface in college apparently that's just the thing to do here our halloween stars are nothing but but blackface paint that's it well let, let's talk about you know not getting reelected. who knows which way the election is going to go i haven't been following it what i find absurd is uh, well first of all when when blackface it, it, it's interesting that it had to be discovered because this has come up time and time again, and you'd think he might want to get out in front of it, like like when the governor of Virginia's happening, you know, he might want to say, hey, uh, well, this is going on in America, I have something embarrassing from my past I need to talk about, I'm so sorry, but let's just, you know, I'll just tell you. He waited for it to be discovered, which is interesting, because he had to know it was in his past, when, when everyone else is getting, you know, uncovered he had to remember oh, yeah but shit. those are like really old photos man i was i would i would probably keep that one quiet too if i was him you know what i mean true but anyway so it did get uncovered and what i find interesting about it is it, it was 20 years ago he said yes it was 20 years ago i was in the wrong i should not have done it i see that now i'm sorry and you'd think that would be enough where he's super apologetic. Like the and he even Virginia. gave the Canadian sorry with the two O's, the double O's. That, that's, a, that's a really sorry sorry. Right. And the Virginia governor was like, hey, maybe me, maybe not. Sure. I'm like he hemmed and hawed a bit before apologizing. Yeah, Trudeau but see, I think came- the Virginia guy should have gone the other way. Like, I, I don't know if he should have to resign because he was in blackface in the 80s. But I think he should definitely resign for being too dumb to lie about it because he right. clearly did not. Because here's you, you know the saying about white guys in blackface: we all look alike. Um, so he <laughs> could have just said, "That's not me." You know, here we'll role play. Uh, ask me if I was in blackface. Hey Jake, have you ever been in blackface? No, that's not me. Uh, that's uh, see, because he's covered from head to toe. Could be anybody under there. Certainly not me. Ask me if I know who it is in the photo. Hey, Jake, do you happen to know who it is no, in the photo? No, no, he's covered from head to toe. No idea who that was. Um, when the other kids at my college would dress up in, in, in blackface and all that, I was out teaching um, underprivileged children how to read. Um, I'm like a white Morgan Freeman and lean on me. Uh, ooh, ooh, <laughs> bonus points. Ask me if I've ever gone to a Halloween costume dressed as Michael Jackson in blackface. Hey, Jake, uh, Halloween, it's a fun time of year, right? Yeah, yeah. You like to dress up, right? Yeah. You ever dressed up in uh, blackface, gone as Michael Jackson? And no, I went as Michael Jackson after 1992. Yeah, vote for me, Virginia. I got this. <laughs> I'm not too dumb to be your governor. That fucking guy is. But what do you, I mean, okay, again, like like the uh, line I straddled when it comes to uh, whatever we were talking about earlier, uh, stop and frisk. I am not. Uh, I'm. I'm not saying Trudeau is the horrible person or that uh, what he did is fine. Like ah, it was so long ago. But 
has he been, in the time that he has been Prime Minister of Canada, dressing in blackface and or, you know, poo-pooing the issue? Like, I, I don't get how it's an issue. It, ha- it happened 20 years ago. He has apologized. Moving on. You know, if you, if you want to vote him out, vote him out because he's been an incompetent prime minister and you don't like his policies. But I'm not sure how this should be a deciding factor in how you vote for someone. Has he proven himself during his time in office? Sure. Vote for him. Did he not prove himself? Then don't vote for him. But if your reason to vote or not vote for someone is because of something they did 20 years ago that they have apologized for, your standards are way too fucking high. And or not high, just fucking misguided well right and i i I, it's it's sort of a weird spot we're at with certain things where if it if it's anything like involving racism or sexism or homophobia it's either people getting in in one of two camps they're either like this guy did nothing wrong and this is a zero or this guy is as bad as uh, fucking Hitler. Hitler's right hand man, and this is a ten, and he should forever be be jobless and removed from his position. It's either a zero or a ten, and it's like this is like a five or a six. It's not a good look. It's pretty bad, <laughs> but like it, it, it certainly it can't be the worst thing he's done as prime minister. You, you know what I mean? Like he's been in charge of a country, like. Talk about some of the ways he's fucked that up if he has, and and that's why you should fire him. And uh, you, you know, if, if if you think he's done a bad job doing that, that to me seems more important than him at a, at a Halloween costume in the in the in the eighties or whatever the fuck that was. Um, and also back then, I, I'm not saying it was ever a good time to do blackface, but what I now it's sort of looked at as like. If if you are are dressed as a, a like a black celebrity or, or whatever, that that is the same as dressing in black. Like blackface was a thing. It was like the minstrel show. It was the um the the they'd have the lips painted white and stuff like that. And it was you're just dressing as an insulting caricature of black people in general. There used to it used to be viewed as that was its own thing, and then just dressing as a celebrity was just dressing as a celebrity. I'm not saying it's good to do that ever, but it definitely people look at that as one and the same now. Whereas it kind of seemed like he was doing, um, he was he was like dressing. It looked like he was dressed like Aladdin or something. In yeah, other he, words, he, it was, it was he wasn't dressed, He wasn't doing the minstrel show thing. No, part of his apology said that, uh, you know me, when I went to India, I dressed like that. I, I get enthusiastic about culture, and it, it was just naivete, confusion. I mean, it wasn't smart, but it wasn't done to degrade. Now, I'm not saying that makes it right. It's You can be wrong in ignorance, but I think there is a difference between being incorrect because of ignorance versus I actively want to be harmful. Exactly, and that's that's the point I'm making with the the difference between um, dressing as Michael Jackson and dressing up right. as the minstrel show guy. And, and because I'm not saying either one's a good look, I'm just saying there's there is a big difference between I'm dressing this way to to be a dick to black people intentionally, or I am dressing this way because I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan and you know whatever. And it's it's 85, well, it's just- and I, I I think it's okay. It's not. 
but it's not as bad as as the first one. But they get treated as the same now. I'm saying they're not. I'm saying they're 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 different points on the scale between nothing and you know committing a fucking hate crime. Right. It's the difference between Al Franken and Harvey Weinstein. Right. Exactly. Well, let's use that to transition then. You mentioned in passing that you wanted this podcast to be the one that keeps you gets you fired from Saturday Night Live. I don't really have too many thoughts on the Saturday Night Live thing. Um, I watched the clip that uh, everyone's talking about, and I guess there are more clips out there where he, he refers to Judd Apatow as a faggot. And uh, so it's not just an isolated incident. I love how some people are saying, oh, something he did in the past, something. This is last year. This is 2018. You know, th- this is not Justin Trudeau. This is not 20 years ago. This is last year. And I watched the big clip about Chinatown, and I that to me, he, he, he made his apology that said, sometimes I, I try and push the boundaries, and if anyone's legit, I don't get offended by much. I was not offended, but I also right, right. didn't find it amusing or clever or interesting no, no. or... You know, I wouldn't look at that clip and go, dude, I got to see more of this, or that's so groundbreaking. It's just flat racism. No, and I, I really want to, I actually want to go back and listen to that whole podcast because I've, people have told me since then that he was sort of trying to do like a character thing there. I couldn't tell it by looking at that clip, and it was a pretty long clip. Um, but yeah, I, I do want to go back and listen to that episode for that reason because, you know, got to give the guy the benefit of. Not 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 like the benefit of the doubt, but like the benefit of like oh, all right. If I'm gonna fucking like condemn you and say you know you you're, should never fucking which I'm not doing by the way, um, you should at least listen to the fucking clip. Yeah, I listened to the clip and I was like, I I could see why they would not want to hire him from watching the clip. If that's your idea of humor, I know that you can be multifaceted and say, this is my idea of humor on the podcast. I know that Saturday Night Live does not like this kind of humor, so I would not do it on Saturday Night Live because I know you would not allow it. I get the idea of compartmentalizing, but I also, it just wasn't clever. It's like, if this is your audition, you just shouldn't get hired right off the bat, unless you are very. But, but clearly... that wasn't his audition. That was that was a podcast, right. Where he's just kind of riffing, and you know, like podcasts are free form. Was it hilarious when I was talking about firefights just now? No, I wasn't trying to be funny. Um, but that you know, sometimes you're trying to be funny, sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're doing it in different ways. Sometimes you're you're kind of going off the deep end a bit. Um, with shit like this, I always think back to there is a clip of Patrice O'Neill. Defend, I, I believe he's defending Opie and Anthony on. I, I I don't remember what news show he's on, but it, it's against this this lady. She's like part of like a like a women women's group or, or something. I don't remember what they said or did. This was a long time ago. Um, but basically, she was saying that they should be fired for some some joke, and I, I think they they brought up. Something else they they might have brought up that when people were mad at Daniel Tosh for that that rape joke thing where he was getting heckled and kind of like yelled at the lady or whatever yeah, that was just off the cuff right yeah yeah and he said something I I thought made a lot of sense and it's 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 what I think back to in situations like this is she kept hammering him with why do you think this is funny why is this funny why is that funny why why is it okay to joke about this why is it as he saying look I'm not here to defend the joke I just want to 
defend the attempt because funny jokes and unfunny jokes come from the same birth and if a comedian says something that's not funny then you don't laugh maybe tell him he sucks and then move on and let him try another one uh this part where it wasn't funny so now we have to fire him or you, you know take away his career right. in some way or or, or or give him some sort of you, you know punitive measure i don't think that's good because now you're you're gonna make comics not want to go off the dick and who knows maybe he's just out exploring some fucking weird waters that uh clearly didn't work that day but maybe the reason that guy is so fucking good is because he has taken time to just sort of jump off in the deep end and explore strange waters jump back in the boat and like well nothing no treasure in that lagoon. Jake. Gonna go fucking dive deep someplace else, you know? And that's that's what I am defending. It's just, it is not the joke, it is the attempt. I have to interrupt you all. You, you, you tra- I, <laughs> the thing I thought of is I don't know how to do it right now, but in my head, I am trying to tie together uh, the police officers that won't get out of their car to comedians. We, we, we are heroes, just like the police yes. officers. We are getting treated like the police officers. If you won't let us... Shane ex- Gillis got water dumped on him like a cop in Harlem, <laughs> and now other comics aren't going to get out of the... You're going to, like, okay, here, let's play some uh, let's let's play some stand-up comedy roulette. We will cancel every white guy who's ever made a joke on a podcast about a person of color as long as we can then cancel any person of color who i'm not even going to say he's made jokes against white people because i know the 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 woke culture that's okay that's punching up quote punching down is wrong whatever okay how about this all all any person of color who's ever made a joke about um gay people trans people we cancel them too well that Let's happened do with kevin boom. hart kevin Stand hart up got comic roulette. three bullets in the gun Woke people, Diddy Mao, which is a Russian roulette joke, not an Asian joke. I want to just come out and say that. I want to get in front of that before you try to take me down because of it. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, one more thing. It will be a very unfunny world after we do that. Keep in mind, you will have seven very safe comedians who don't want to take any fucking chances and if not really bothered to explore like like dark humor or whatever uh, because you're, you know, you're, you're too sensitive for it. I agree. You're too righteous. You get. You're making the world a, a better place because you got a clown fired. Good job. I agree. Um, one more thing on race, and we'll wrap it up. Uh, let's talk about Felicity Huffman got uh, two weeks in jail for- on race. I love how it shit starts like that. This doesn't even seem like it's on race, though. This is just well, it is like, because uh, what happened is people got angry and were like, "Oh, the rich white actress gets off; she gets two weeks in a cushy jail. How dare she?" And they they compare it to a case where a homeless woman, I think in Philadelphia, got five years for lying about an address to get her kid in school. And I thought John Legend had the best approach, which... Did you hear what John Legend said? No, no, I, I didn't get a chance. I, I saw an article about it. I, I didn't get a chance to read it. He just it, said, instead of being angry that the rich white actress got less time than someone else, maybe try and reduce it so that, you know, no one gets time for petty for things like this. She exactly. was trying to do better by exactly. her I was going to say that in a way less succinct and smart way just now. Right. He he just nailed it. He said, don't, don't get angry and say one person should be punished more be angry that anyone's yeah. being punished in equally and that the the other person should be punished less that like it's 
Right. Don't, don't try and punish one side more because another side got punished. Just it's it, there's an old Christian thing like why would you be if everybody's doing fine and your neighbor makes ten dollars more than you? Why if you're doing fine? Why why focus on the ten dollars? You know, just focus on you. Try and make everything equal, and that shouldn't be by enacting more punitive punishment. It should be reducing punishment in general. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this to me seems like it should have been a fine. Um, it, it, it's so funny because people, people did tend to get upset because it's, I, I don't think it was as much about the, oh, the, the white thing, white privilege and all that. Um, I, I mean, there was some of that, but I think it's more people like to watch celebrities burn. Yeah. You know, and I think that had a lot to do with the Shane Gillis thing. It's like, you know, we're celebrity obsessed culture, but when we can watch, when we can watch one get sacrificed at the altar of stardom, and you, you know what I mean, for the rest of us rubes, and and we get to see their severed head roll down to our level, we cheer. You, you know what I mean? And and it's just sort of like, ha ha! Now you're now you're you're one of you thought you were good, and now you're one of us again. And, and that's that's where I think a lot of this shit comes from, and that's what I, I a lot of people won't admit. When it when it comes to oh I'm gonna I'm gonna take this celebrity down and and get them canceled or where whatever you want to call it um that's where it comes from and and that's where I think it's the same kind of thing as as Felicity Huffman is people so like why are people more upset about Felicity Huffman than they are about hey I want to know who was taking the fucking bribes that's why I think she really get in trouble not the person giving the bribes the person that was taking the bribes that's the egregious party here not the lady who wanted her kid to go to Harvard that's I, I get that. Fuck, if you're rich enough, you get to just buy a building. That's okay. Like, we don't... We're going to get mad at her. And, oh, we want to see the lady from Full House go to fucking prison. Whereas we have so much legal bribing in this country that it's fucking insane. Lobbyists, man. People whose job it is to bribe politicians. That's basically what that is. That is a person who has been... Um, more or less sanctioned by the by the government and by society because we barely ever talk about that shit to go and bribe politicians to you know not do background checks on firearms or to you know just just push through drugs to doctors' offices. Yeah, let's not. Who gives a fuck? Let's you know let's let's get vapes outlawed while keeping our cigarettes that kill way more people than vapes on the fucking shelves for for forever and ever and ever you know it, it's that's legal that's fine the doctors getting bribed by the pharmaceutical companies which stuff's happening with that too i'm not saying some of that's not getting corrected um to basically over over uh, you know prescribe opiates and shit to people that's that's been killing people that barely that gets brushed to the side in our news no we want to know about aunt becky trying to get her kid in school that's the real villain that's bullshit I have nothing to add because that was perfect. Actually, I do have one thing to add in closing. One final thing in closing. I thought that was great. The only thing I could add to it is, Jake? Yeah. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. Much appreciated. Listeners, we're recording on my birthday. Listeners, it's Jake's birthday that we record, so I was saving that till the end, and I almost forgot, but... Uh, I. I forgot too. Once we start recording, yeah. man, I, you know. So Jake is another year older, and as you could tell from that rant, another year wiser, very succinct, and very good. And uh, visit jakevever.com, shoot him a message, and say happy birthday, or visit him on Facebook. Now, of course, this will post on Monday, so his birthday will have been three days ago. And if you missed it, that's your fault. Get in a time machine, go kill Hitler, and wish Jake a happy birthday today, September twentieth. Bye.
Later.